Hey, homeschoolers, this is Dr. L.T. Latham Riley for R&B Homeschoolers. And on our next episode, I will be telling my story. So stay tuned. Hey there, homeschoolers. This is Dr. L.T. Latham Riley. And this is Latoya Bronson. And we are the R&B Homeschoolers. And today, it's my turn. Yes. To tell the story. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. What's your background and work? And how did you begin? Girl, we need a whole episode for that. I know. <laughs> so what? just give them a tidbit right, right, of your <laughs> I'm going to make it as concise as I can without going into all of the nits and the grits. Um, I have been a compounding herbalist for 30 years. I have been a flight attendant for 24 and a half years. And I also recently um, finished medical school, <laughs> right, um, to become an acupuncture physician. And so that's uh, in a nutshell, uh, two bachelors, two masters, and $138,000 in student loans later. Listen, but it's worth it. Is it? <laughs> no, no. But you love me. what you do. I love what I do. Yes. I love what I do. And, you know, it was kind of just what came along with it. Yeah, it was just the road getting there. That's all it was. So we're here now. Yes. That is that. So uh, that's the background. And I know people are like, oh my gosh, are you still doing that? Yes, I do. Um, I am still an active flight attendant and I do fly. Absolutely. Um, and when I fly, it is sometimes two and three day trips, which means I'm away from my family for two and three days at a time. Yeah. You just got back on what? Saturday, Sunday? I just got back Saturday evening. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I actually have to fly out tomorrow. Yes. For another three day trip. Um, and then I have a practice, an herbal practice in Georgia. And we drive from Georgia to Florida one week every month uh, so that I can help people. And I see... Ooh, about 40 to 50 people during the week uh, in Georgia. And Elsa goes along with me and we homeschool on the road. Yeah, so you are a homeschooler and a road schooler. We are homeschooling and road schooling, car schooling, some people call it. We have a mishmash of what we do Listen, for homeschool. But it works. It does work. And, and it works for your family. It works for my family. It works for our daughter. Um, and it works for our lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, we moved from Georgia uh, to Florida. Um, you moved to Florida when? 20, 2016. 2016. We moved here in 2017. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm originally from Ohio. My husband is originally from Michigan. So we're Northerners transplanted to the South. I went to high school in Georgia. Um, I did my first bachelor's at Mercer University, and then I did my first master's over at Argosy University, and then I came to Florida College of Integrative Medicine in 2017, mm -hmm. and I did my second bachelor's and master's there. Okay. And uh, so that's that, and my husband is, you know, just the most wonderful, flexible guy you know, that was one of the things when we got married. So the journey to motherhood, let's just jump right over there. Okay. So when I was 38 years old, <laughs> um, I took my parents to dinner. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, because I needed to inform them formally that I wanted to do travel medicine and therefore I wouldn't, I was not going to be getting married or having any children. 
mm-hmm. because by 38 I hadn't been married and hadn't had any kids and it wasn't me it wasn't by accident it was kind of on purpose mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I just felt that my purpose in life what the most high put me here to do was to help people yeah and so you know and I thought about it at 38 I was like wow you know you get married and you have kids and you know, somebody calls you and say, can you come and help our tribe with malaria? You know, how do you walk into your husband and be like, I'm going to go work in a place that's got malaria. You, you want to come with me? Or you, you know, I might bring malaria back home. You, you can't. So I said, you know what? I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to have kids. And I did that on my 38th birthday. Yeah. And that was September. What year was that? Oh. Oh, I don't want to do math right now. We did math this morning, so I don't want to have Listen, to. Listen, you don't have to do it <laughs> right now. Um, but two months later, October, November, um, my husband asked me out on a date, and uh, I said sure. And on our first date, November sixteenth, um, I told him I was like, "Listen, I don't want to get married and I don't want to have any kids." Listen, you gave him the notice up front, first date. I said, "So if that's not what you're looking for, just let me know because I also have my own money to pay for my own food for this date." <laughs> and he looked at me. He was like, uh, "No, what kind of gentleman would that make me?" I asked you out, <clears throat> so I was like, oh, "Okay." And we were just dating because I told him what my plan was and he said <clears throat> he just didn't want to be out there anymore and neither did I <clears throat> excuse me this cold is still trying to catch me let me get some water so he uh he was super polite about it <clears throat> and I gotta take a sec so yeah my my husband was a gentleman he just didn't want to be out there just dating any old body. And so we agreed that we would just date each other. Two months after that was the first time he mentioned he wanted to get married. And <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, you stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we went ahead on and we kept dating. And another month went by and he was like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> Long story short, I finally gave in. And um, we got married right after my 40th birthday. So, 38. Mm-hmm. Conversation with your parents. Yes. No husband and no kids. Mm-mm. Don't even expect it. Don't expect it. Two months later, the man of your dreams comes <laughs> in the picture. And 40. Mm-hmm. Wedding. Wedding. Yes. I had a happy birthday bridal shower for my 40th birthday. Woo. Yeah, so we put it all in there and we did that. And uh, I prayed to God. I said, dear God, please don't let me get pregnant on my honeymoon. <laughs> How did that go? I, I didn't get pregnant on my honeymoon. <laughs> I got pregnant three months later. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you, you were specific and he was too. He was like, no problem. <laughs> I give you three months. <laughs> Thanks. So we find out we're pregnant and uh, it was very interesting. And uh, no, we didn't do any kind of artificial insemination. I wasn't doing anything special. You know, we just got pregnant. And my husband is five years older than me. Yes. And we just naturally got pregnant the old fashioned way. Yes. And uh, that was that. So I had Elsa at 41, my first baby. 
Um, and we were in a terrible car accident when yes. I was pregnant with her. Uh, left me with many, many injuries. And so my mother came to live with us. Mm -hmm. She was helping with the baby, helping me, all of that. So with Elsa being here, Elsa's first days were with my mom. Okay. And my mom and I were the closest of friends. Mm -hmm. So whatever my mom said kind of went. Even though I was Elsa's mother, my mom was really the mother. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and if, <laughs> if Elsa didn't like something, I did. <laughs> she obviously went to grow Oh, mom. yeah. She went and told on me, honey. <laughs> and uh, I would look at her and I'd be like, I don't care. I'm your mama. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, uh, my mother fell ill um, in late 2016 and I became her caregiver. Mm. But Elsa also became a caregiver. At this point, she was four years old. Mm hmm and so she's understanding how to care for Yaya. Um, we decided to move to Florida. My mom was to come with us. Yes. And unfortunately, three weeks before our move was when she passed away. So. So when we get to Florida, not only is my four and a half year old leaving the only home she ever knew, leaving all of the family members she ever knew, but she didn't even have an opportunity to truly process the loss of her grandmother. Yes, and that's grief and trauma. Yes. Although you were moving for a spectacular reason. Yes, absolutely. And come to find out, uh, which one of the, which the director at the um, trauma center let us know, she says she's also dealing with depression. Mm. So here she is, not even five years old, and dealing with all of these things. And we hadn't the slightest idea what to do with that. Yes, <clears throat> and I think we both know that it looks different in kids. It looks different in kids and you just don't know it. Um, when Elsa was 10 months old, uh, we put her in a Montessori school. We were blessed just to have around the corner from our home. They had an infant Montessori program. Mm. Um, and from the time she was 10 months old until we moved to Florida, she was in a traditional Montessori. She was pre-reading and all of that. So of course the main the, the the number one thing as soon as we got to Florida we were like let's find a Montessori here. Yes. Let me be the first to tell anybody who's listening that all Montessori schools are not created equal. Yes. And all schools just are not created oh equal. Oh my god. So we get here <clears throat> and we go to the Montessori school and they just don't function like any Montessori school that we had been privy to. Mm -hmm. Um Long story short with that, five days before Elsa's fifth birthday, she said she didn't want to go to school. Yes. And we had been having some issues that we'll talk about later on uh, in other episodes. But I told her, I said, listen, we're just going to finish out the year. You don't have to worry about going back after this. It's only a couple more weeks. Just do mommy a favor. You know, I needed, I had a clinic that day. There were lots of things going on. Anyway, we sent her to school and at noon, I get a text message uh, while I'm in Grand Rounds. <clears throat> and it was a very simple text message from my husband. And it said, call when you can. And it just didn't feel right to me, Latoya. It just didn't feel right. So I immediately stepped out of Grand Rounds, called my husband and he said, there's been an accident at school. Mm. And I said, what happened? He says, I'm not sure. He says, but it has to do with Elsa's finger. And I immediately said, is her finger still attached to her hand? Yes. And he said, I don't know. 
So the school just happened to be two miles up the road. So I ran out, jumped in my car, drove over there. He was getting ready to pull out of the parking lot with her in the car. Um, I jumped in the car. <clears throat> her hand was wrapped up and in ice. That's the one thing that they did. Right. You know, the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we get in the car. We go straight to the children's hospital because I was in my scrubs um, by the grace of the most high, the staff assumed that I was on staff. Yes. And so they came and grabbed her from my arms and took her straight to the back, uh, to determine what was going on with the finger, because you have a very short time period, um, to see what's going on. So it was the, uh, top portion of her finger. It was partially severed and, um, so they said she will have to have surgery. The bone is broken. And um, the pediatric hand surgeon just happened to be there that day. Right? Like perfect timing. Right. And, you know, it's, it's emotional when I think about it because she could have lost her finger that day. Absolutely. And so they took her back and they put her under... And honey, that pediatric hand surgeon went to work on her hand. And that little girl, I tell you, she looked like she was 12. <laughs> I was like, you sure you know what you do? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But she got in there and she reconstructed her finger. And within three weeks, uh, Elsa's finger was almost completely healed. And to this day, if it wasn't for the photos that I had to look at her hand, nobody would ever know that that had happened no and just the mobility and the range that she still she has. still has and all of that so uh after the incident we called her Montessori teacher in Georgia after having many conversations with her about what was happening at the school in the first place uh Elsa had regressed by 14 percent absolutely <clears throat> and and we couldn't believe it we didn't understand why we were doing as far as what we knew was the exact same thing why would she be regressing so her teacher said, pull her. Mm. And I said, huh? Because <laughs> at this point, you're in med school. I'm in med school. Your husband's working full time. Full time. Uh-huh. You just moved to a city that you, in a state that you don't have anything. We have nobody. You're processing a lot of grief and the trauma in your child's finger at this point. Yes. And she says, pull her. I was like, and pull her where? Listen. <laughs> So she says to us, <clears throat> this is what I will do. My class doesn't start until 8.30. Get Elsa online with me on Zoom every morning at 8 o'clock. And I will tutor her, teach her from 8 to 8.30. And I will mail you. She would mail us worksheets. Mm -hmm. Okay. She'd print them out, mail them. She didn't ask us for a dime. Now, we went ahead and sent some money Absolutely. because, you know, paper ain't free mm -hmm. and neither is postage. And what she was doing for us was amazing. Um, once I sat down with my husband and we had the conversation, we reluctantly <laughs> decided to homeschool. First generation homeschoolers. Yes. Did not know anybody who homeschooled. Mm -hmm. And I just prayed. And I just started looking at things. So I started going on YouTube and seeing other homeschoolers. And one of the things was I wasn't finding any homeschoolers that looked like me. Yes. Um, and it took a minute <clears throat> before I was able to find some. I was diligent. Mm -hmm. 
And I eventually found some. And then we started going places. I was like, well, let me just find some things to do with my little person. And it was amazing that first year, God just kept putting people in front of us who were homeschoolers. Mm -hmm. So I found out about the FPEA, yes, the Florida Parent Educators Association. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we joined. Mm -hmm. Listen, y'all, if you are not a member of the FPEA and you live in the state of Florida, please, please do it. Please do it. Please do it. Please do it. Um, as a matter of fact, we will uh, get you the link because we actually have a discount uh, okay. for them to be able to join the FPEA at a yes. discounted rate. Um, through the FPEA, we learned about the HSLDA. I know I got a lot of abbreviations going on here, acronyms, acronyms, but that stands for the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And these are a group of attorneys, mm -hmm. most of them homeschool, <laughs> and they protect the rights of homeschoolers around the world. Yes. Okay. Uh, they are a nonprofit organization and they have helped many, many a people <clears throat> and they have been a godsend for us too. Um, and then we found uh, the trauma center for kids, mm -hmm. the grief center for kids. Mm -hmm. And we went ahead and started coming out there. And that was at the time where we lived, it was still an hour's drive from where we lived then. And, and that uh, was no traffic in Orlando. Right. Which you right. lived in between both corridors. Right. Of the traffic. Right. <laughs> so. And in the beginning, um, I had planned for Elsa to go to an Ivy League university and therefore she needed to uh, learn how to do calculus as soon as possible. Absolutely. In, in, <laughs> in kindergarten. In kindergarten. <laughs> she needed to do microbiology. She needed to do all of these things. I went out. Do you know how many math workbooks I bought for that child? Well, I saw your classroom. <laughs> I was privy to your classroom. And <clears throat> that first year, I was trying to stuff as much information into that poor child. But as it was I fun could. looking. It was, <laughs> it was aesthetically connecting. Oh, yes. <laughs> but we have figured out over the past four years that that was overkill. Okay. <laughs> and that it really doesn't require all of that. Okay. Um, the big takeaway for me for homeschooling is understanding that every year, mm -hmm. every subject is going to be different. Absolutely. Just because she enjoys a mastery curriculum in grammar doesn't mean she's going to enjoy mastery in math. She may want spiral in math. Just because she enjoys doing a book for geography doesn't mean that she wants a book for science. Mm -hmm. Just because, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So this is taking each piece um, and making it work because when I tell you, as simple as it sounds, you know, there were people who were like, oh, just use Charlotte Mason or just use um, Sunlight or just use uh, CC or just, you know, they're giving me all of these things as a brand new homeschooler mm -hmm. because it's a simple thing just to get and use, you know, one curriculum, one curriculum because mm -hmm. it covers everything. It'll make it simple. But if we're in tears every day, Listen. that's not simple and it's not worth it. And it's stressful. The Girl. same reason yes. why you started homeschooling. The, God dog it, the reason I started homeschooling 
was because I was already having enough issues over here. Yes. You know, and, and, and look, this is one of the things I said. I was like, well, you know, if they go ignore my child, allow her to be injured and regress, heck, I can do that at home. Listen, <laughs> at least I know she'll be safe. At least I know she'll be safe. And that's a key priority for any key parent. Key priority for any parent. Um, every year, we love homeschooling even more. Yes. And at this point, we would never look back. Yes. Never look back. So it's a song out right now that says it gets sweeter and sweeter with time. Girl. And that is like what I think about homeschooling. Yes. It gets sweeter and sweeter with time. Yes. Initially, homeschooling was like Splenda. It was like diet sugar. Listen. <laughs> and some days like a lemon with no sugar. <laughs> but now it is local honey. Listen. It comes not just with sweetness, but it comes with benefits. Absolutely. There are so many things that we have been able to do with her that not homeschooling would not allow us to do. Um, including this podcast where we can talk and share with other people and actually reach out and help our community. There's so many things that we wouldn't be able to use, wouldn't be able to utilize um, and wouldn't be able to do because... Like even, so when we were going to that Montessori school, and mind you, she was four and a half, they sent home homework. And I said to them, I said, well, first of all. Who's doing the homework? Okay. I was like, so this is a project you want me to do because the four-year-old can't hardly cut nor paste. <laughs> okay. She can't read the rubric that you have set forth, nor can she go and pick up all of the things that need to be picked up for it, nor can she sit down and put together in the form in which you would have it. So this is actually homework for me. And at four, your attention span is all up right. 10 to 15 minutes right. max. And when I realized, oh my gosh, it's just going to get worse from here. That was when I said, okay, yeah, you know, we we needed to think of something else. And that was the reason we had decided to leave the school actually prior to the accident. Yes. Um, and it was just me not, it was fear. Absolutely. It was fear that kept me from pulling her. And sometimes, yes. unfortunately, sometimes something has to happen in order to get us back on track. Absolutely. You know, you pray <clears throat> and you ask for guidance and for what should I do? And, and, and the most high will just say something simple, pull her. And then you come back. Well, how? Well, and then, and you feel like you have to figure it all and out. You have to figure it all out on day one. And the most high said to me, I didn't tell you that you needed to be concerned about how. How is not your business. I simply said, pull her. So it's the obedience. It's the obedience. And if I would have done that initially, we may have been able to circumvent the situation that we went through. You know, that point is so key. I think in both of our stories, we had intuition already weeks before to pull our kids, mm-hmm. but our kids were also giving us another sign yes. that they had yes. the Holy Spirit with inside of them yes. and intuition Confirmation. telling them yes. that I don't want to go. I don't feel like going. Do I have to go? Right. And we both did delay. Right. Right. 
we both were like, please put your clothes on so we can take you to school. <laughs> and when we both delayed, your child's finger and my child got bullied. Right. Right. So, you know, I would have to say to anyone who has had any kind of issue that has made you uncomfortable with your child being in the educational setting that they are in. And if your child has also said to you, this is not working for me, mom or dad, um, I, I beseech you to seriously consider your options. Yeah, I mean, there's many. There's many. And we're going to be talking about that in our very next episode. Yes. Our next episode is called Welcome to Homeschool. Yes. So I am super excited about that. We're going to be talking about all the different ways that you homeschool. Mm-hmm. You homeschool probably about six, seven different ways. <laughs> I homeschool probably about 13, 14 different ways. Um, I'm, 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 I'm exaggerating, but we use multiple, multiple ways to homeschool. And so we definitely want to share with you all of the different kinds of ways that you can homeschool too, even if you're not going to become a full-time homeschooler, there are still things that you can do. This homeschool community is vast. Yes, and homeschool is, is, is lovely because like, if you're baking with your kids, yes. you are teaching them at home. Yes. If you're doing arts and crafts with them absolutely if you're doing any enrichment when they get home absolutely you're a part of our tribe and we're gonna we're gonna dig deep into that because um baking is both math and science oh it's actually reading and grammar okay <laughs> let me let me stop I'm, I'm, I'm giving away too much i'm giving away the juicy bits um <clears throat> so anyway thank you thank you for listening and for giving me an opportunity to share my story and uh, yes, I mean, you had me over here in tears, but thank you for also <laughs> sharing your story and being so transparent. Of course, of course. Um, it's been it, a phenomenal show. Today. There's a lot of parents out there in tears. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we have to not be ashamed of that. That just seriously lets you know that there is something that is deeply meaningful. Um, in how you're rearing your children and how you're preparing your children for their future and that it really means a lot to you. And if it brings you to tears, um, that means you need to make a change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whatever that change is, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to make a change. And we here at R&B Homeschoolers, we are here to help support you and to share with you and to enlighten you um, to get to a place where you are ready and confident so that you can go ahead and get out here and do it too. Join our tribe. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, make sure that you like and comment and subscribe. And please feel free to send us a message over at rnbhomeschooler at gmail.com. That's our email address. Uh, Also, please follow me and comment and all of that at my Instagram at Our Journey of Learning. And Latoya? And my Instagram at thriving underscore homeschooler. So make sure you follow us and make sure you share. Please, 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 please. So like I said, our next episode that's coming up, Welcome to Homeschool. Uh, Anybody you know, tell them to look out for it. It's going to be juicy, juicy, juicy. Yes. (laughs) Well, my name is LT. And I'm LaToya. Keep on homeschooling. Uh